The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is September 20th, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. It's all about customer care and saving you money on your monthly transaction fees. They are national, so give them a call right after the show. That's 407-401-0772. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past department commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as usual, it's always great to be with you. Oh, thank you, sir. More and more military grassroots nonprofits need to come together to strengthen the health of our nation and ensure that service members and their families share in the quality of life that they've earned. We will be starting our fifth year as of next January, and we brought together veterans in needs of resources nationally with thousands of nonprofits that are available. The question should be which organization are really helping our veterans and military families. We do this by not only showing transparency of organizations we interview, but we have located the right resource, easy and comfortable for listening to either the live show or the archive show. We actually connect successful grassroots resource organizations together so that they can support our veterans and military families wherever they reside. Now, Again, if you missed any of our live shows, be sure to listen to the archive shows on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And Bill, you have some news uh, for us about how employers are working with veterans in their communities. Is that correct? Absolutely, I do, Gary. And uh, we'd like to just continue to mention uh, uh, this month being uh, Suicide Prevention uh, Awareness Month and our uh, our... TV station, the uh, Veterans uh, Suicide Prevention Channel, is doing an outstanding job in bringing day-to-day updates uh, with awareness of suicides in our communities across the country. And one of the things with suicides, Gary, is that uh, our women who have served this country. You know, before 2015, no one knew how many women veterans committed suicide. Now researchers are beginning to examine the issues. The numbers are staggering. Women veterans are six times more likely to commit suicides than their civilian counterparts. That is just amazing, uh, uh, Gary. Now, this uh, next presentation is to employers in the country and around the world, especially those employers 
who uh, have integrated veterans into their employment. And the question is to you, employers, is your veteran program top-down or bottom-up? Developing and sustaining a veteran recruitment and development program requires commitment, resources, and endorsement. It is critical that under management, especially those in the C-suite, Gary, that's where you sit, view the program as important to the business, the brand, and the community of military service transitioning to civilian careers. Best practices across companies with thriving veteran hiring initiatives show that top-down support give these programs a high likelihood of standing the test of time. And, Gary, I suspect we're going to hear more about that as we get into our show today. That's right. I guess you uh, got that article from where? Our guest, right? That is from (laughs) military.com. All right. Uh, they're, a, they're a huge, huge website, but they uh, do have a, a lot of news and, and resources for our veterans. Uh, so I think uh, as long as I've been on the Internet, uh, it's been a, a resource, believe me. Now, go ahead and why don't you go ahead and introduce our, our guest today. It is my pleasure and honor, Gary, uh, to introduce Greg Smith, who's the president of Military.com. And he's also Vice President Monster Worldwide and a retired Navy Rear Admiral. As president of Military.com, Greg Smith oversees the business activities of the nation's largest military community website, serving over 10 million service members, veterans, and their families. Military.com provides premier news and information on defense and national security issues, along with resources helping members navigate the complexity of benefits and employment programs offered by federal and state governments, nonprofits, and veteran service organizations. Welcome, Greg Smith, to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you, Bill and Gary. Pleasure to be on the show. All right. Now, Greg, sir, tell us a little about your service in the Navy, the highlights of your career, and also uh, the hard part is the transition to civilian life. Yeah, so for me, it started um, over 36 years ago now. In 1982, I signed up uh, as a, a senior. I guess I was junior in college at the University of Iowa, uh, born and raised in Iowa, and I I tell you the truth, I, I don't think I ever saw a ship or saw an airplane up that point, but I always knew I wanted to be in the military, and the Navy seemed like the right choice for me at the time. Uh, a career pres- presented itself uh, in many different ways for many different people, and for me it was, uh, it was a transition early on where I thought I was going to be flying airplanes, and, and it, it turned out that was, wasn't really my passion. And fortunately, I got into a field that uh, turned out to be, and that was the public relations field. And then for 30 years, uh, hopped around the world in various commands, uh, five tours in the Pentagon, uh, four or five tours at sea, and ended up, uh, after 25 years, uh, leading the community in the Pentagon as a one-star admiral. Uh, And then that became uh, a jumping-off point that I never would have predicted, and that uh, drew me into the conflicts in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, It's a long story there. It's uh, probably worth telling another time, but to say the least, it was not in my plan, uh, but it was in clearly the plan of, of the senior members of the department at the time that I participate at that level, and so I went off to Iraq and Afghanistan, and four years later I came back 
and retired in 2011. Um, from there, I started some consulting work and didn't really find a passion uh, with that kind of work. Uh, and I'll tell you, my transition story uh, was probably akin to what most veterans find, and that is that we leave service at whatever level we do. And by the way, enlisted members now leave it with about seven years of service, and the average officer leaves about 11 years of service. I happen to do 30, but my story is much the same. I felt I, was, I had something I could offer. I thought that the business community or the nonprofit community at first would be a good choice for me. Uh, and it was an uphill climb, to be honest with you. People saw me still as a naval officer and as a retired senior flag officer, uh, and that brought a certain bias, I will say, to the discussion. And it didn't lead to really many opportunities being opened up. Uh, I was very fortunate when I heard about the opportunity to lead Military.com in 2014, nearly two years ago, a company that clearly understood the need to have someone connected to the military at the helm and uh, I was given that opportunity by Monster, uh, who uh, had bought and acquired uh, Military.com back in 2004. So I've been happily leading the helm of Military.com for the last two years. Wow. Whose brain idea was this as far as the military? All this information. Well, it started out uh, by two uh, Harvard graduates, business school graduates. Uh, and uh, Chris Michael was the Navy connection. He was a reserve P3 pilot. And Dwayne uh, had not served before, but the two of them had concocted an idea that let's go out to San Francisco and, and start up at that time, of course, the, the rage of getting to San Francisco and doing something in the tech world. And Chris thought about his connection to the military and thought there could be a resource that would make sense from a business point of view. And that, in 1999, began the, uh, the last 17 years journey of military.com. I'm the third president of the company. Wow. Bill? Well, uh, Greg, you know, one of the... Um uh, the uh, thoughts that I've had and I continue to have, that in the veteran community, the greatest void is a lack of information. And uh, thanks to having organizations such as Military.com, but, you know, if you, if you don't know what you need to know is someone now that's in the veteran community trying to continue life, and uh, you don't know how to find, you don't know where to get the information, you're in tough luck. So my question to you is, how can other organizations contribute to providing information to the veteran community? Should we embark upon some type of summit to improve the flow of information in the community? That's a great question because it comes up all the time. I think the numbers now are staggering. I think there's over 50,000 nonprofits uh, serve in some capacity the veteran community. That's a staggering number across the country. Of course, not all focused on the same issues. Uh, some in your, of your sponsors into, uh, support, whether it's um, service dogs or PTSD issues or suicide prevention or employment, as uh, we do a great deal of work in that area. But this is something that I've been scratching my head as well for the last uh, year and a half, trying to determine what would be the best approach to sort of circle the wagons on the big issue, which is putting the veteran first and making certain that organizations understand that whatever role they play at the local state, federal level, uh, they're one of a, con- a connected network, uh, well, or they should be part of a connected network uh, that facilitates the ease and flow of information or services. And I agree with you, a lot needs to be done. The difficulty here is, whose job is it? 
Right. Well, it's, it, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I just got the notice here that uh, uh, donate $22 today campaign to the VSP channel, which is the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. Show your donation to others. Create a video of you donating $22 today to the VSP channel and share it with others asking them to donate $22. Let's heal our veterans util utilizing the VSP channel. This is a national campaign. They are asking that you donate $22 today to the VSP channel. That represents giving a dollar for each American veteran lost to suicide every day. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Mr. Greg Smith, president for military.com. And Bill? Uh, yes, uh, uh, Greg, as we uh, mentioned in our opening about the uh, suicides uh, and uh, how that's playing out in the community, uh, is there anything going on in terms of uh, demystifying, if you will, uh, post-traumatic stress uh, in the in the hiring process for uh, uh, companies and employers who would like to have veterans coming to work for them. Yeah, thanks. That's a great question because I think, fortunately, many Americans associate uh, at least in the last few years uh, a service member leaving a combat situation, uh, leaving with some sort of an issue. Um, and for some, clearly there are, and we do not want to underplay that issue. There are certainly reasons why we want to keep that in the forefront. The 22-a-day suicide message is a very powerful message. But PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is a disorder. Uh, it's, a, it's a treatable, functioning, you can function in society uh, with a certain level of uh, PTSD, clearly. I would say that on the main, most veterans uh, clearly do not suffer from uh, PTSD-related disorder. And so you've got to really put into focus uh, that in perspective in terms of hiring piece. And understand that, that, again, these individuals have been, um, have been given an opportunity to 
be treated by some of the best medical minds in the country. Uh, the Veterans Affairs and other facilities across the country are doing a great job to support these veterans in that area. What we need to do is, with employers is to uh, focus on the value that veterans bring, uh, not, not potentially a, a uh, misunderstanding of the slight downside associated with some veterans who, who may need their extra time off to go take care of treatment, um, may need to be placed in a position or a job that perhaps isn't as quite as stressful as they experience in the military. But veterans come out with great, great skills, and uh, the PTSD issue is being managed. It's, uh, it's, it's something for which veterans have to understand themselves and be self-aware, but also employers need to understand that it's not a debilitating issue. And for many, many veterans, uh, uh, they, they leave service with a, uh, a tremendous amount of talent and skills and capabilities that employers can tap into. Well, you know, uh, it's great that you mentioned that because I've always felt, and especially from my experience in the military, our government has invested a tremendous amount, tremendous amount of resources in training us to prepare to defend this country. And many, many of those uh, uh, things that we've learned uh, through our training is transferable uh, uh, back into the community. With that investment, I mean, that's a major resource that I think employers can tap into. One comes to mind over many is uh, being able to be a team worker and get right into an organization and begin to uh, to make uh, contributions. Uh, how do you see that, sir? Yeah, we talk about the soft skills and whether they're as important or more important uh, than the hard skills, the technical skills. And I, I'd have to argue that when I discuss about a veteran and their capability, we often can talk about technical skills. Uh, let's face it, we've got veterans who have run nuclear power plants, have run some of the largest logistics organizations in the world, uh, have led and commanded um, thousands and thousands of, of individuals and led, managed, uh, trained, equipped. That's a pretty impressive technical resume. But the reality is uh, every veteran, I would argue, uh, whether it's an 18-year-old young man that comes out of a small city in Iowa and ends up four years later having served uh, honorably in the Marine Corps or the Army, comes back home to Iowa, I guarantee you that 22-year-old is no longer like his peers back home. Uh, he has matured in ways which are, are, are clearly measurable uh, in the way they'll perform for you as a company. And it, and it goes to the teamwork piece. It goes to mission-focused. It goes to being dedicated to the job. It's being respectful, honorable, and, uh, and credible in everything you do. It's taking every single opportunity and saying, well, how can I make when I'm doing better, how can I learn from this? That's, a, that's sort of the appetite of a 22-year-old veteran. So, yes, they've lacked four years of working in the civilian job market, and they may have a resume devoid of some of those, uh, those kinds of attributes. But I will tell you, that kind of recruit, that young recruit, when I look at the recruiting uh, of companies recruiting individuals out of the military, think about the same way we do when we recruit them into the military. We're taking some of the best that America offers, Fact, to get in the military today is a very small, select group of men and women, uh, downsized from a large candy pool. By the time you get through issues like obesity, uh, alcohol, drug problems, uh, bad grades, on and on and on, you end up getting a small subset of America that joins in the first place. And we take that individual and we turn out a wonderful American uh, who served but also has a great deal of potential uh, left to do in terms of serving the rest of the nation as a civilian. 
All right. Now, as far as job fairs go, you, it's, it looks like uh, that you covered just about every job fair there's available uh, nationwide. Is that correct? Yeah, we've, we've decided that clearly we, we want to make, again, the veteran first. So picking mm-hmm. and choosing, you know, what's the best job fair, uh, partnering with one single job fair provider doesn't do the veteran any good. So what we wanted to do is build an aggregator that essentially that would pull together all the job fairs. And if you're in Iowa, I keep using an example since that's where I was born and raised, uh, you'll be able to focus in on what's available. If you're in the eastern Iowa, you probably could move over, you could jump over to Wisconsin, Illinois. So in that three-state, tri-state area, you could look at any number of job fairs and see them uh, and, and understand when you can plug into that. So that's one of the things we offer, again, as a, as a, as a resource. Um, and you go back to your earlier point, uh, many, many organizations have job fairs. They've got a limited way to reach the community to talk about it. And what we try to do with our 10-plus million, over 9 million unique visitors a month, is inform them of the what's available in mass, so that there's one place you can actually find it. Wow. And and the services as far as uh, uh, the cycles, the twice daily news cycles, benefit information, veteran employment resources and tools, military discounts and more. How do you do this? <laughs> well, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've had our company is based in San Francisco. Uh, there's about mm-hmm. 25 or so folks at work, and they work mostly on the technical side, uh, uh-huh. behind the scenes. They make this website work. Uh, they build the, the tools and resources. And then there's another, oh, say, 25 individuals across the country that, are, are, that pull together the content, the material they write. For instance, the, the reporters I have here in Washington, D.C., where I'm based out of, in McLean, Virginia, uh, are White House and, and defense credential reporters. They come from either seasoned uh, military uh, and uh, journalist, and they write on a topics on the technical side of the latest aircraft down to what's happening in the commissaries. And it's, a, it's that collective group of people that every day focus on how can we keep our military audience informed, both with news and then current information. But also we work in the social channels. We've got uh, over seven different blogs. Spouse Buzz is a tremendously valuable tool to spouses, uh, over a million uh, men and women, spouses, uh, connect through that medium on the blog. We have one that deals with policy defense called DOD Buzz and one equipment defense tech. For those interested in gear and equipment that way, it's called KITUP. We have entertainment benefits and personal finance, which the latter is a very, very important uh, component of education and and, uh, information that we focus on with some senior partners at uh, at some of the major financial institutions in the country. That's that's just great. I mean, uh, I've never seen a, a website as uh, uh, knowledgeable as far as everything that a veteran needs um, is right there in front of them, and especially the two cycles a day. Um, they can always be updated uh, on anything they're looking for. Yeah, we hope that what we provide is what you need, and what we actually offer is a customized view of that. So if you're a Navy person and you just want to hear about Navy news, uh, you select that and you'll get on the, on the main, anyway, general information of what's happening inside the Navy. So it's, it's customized, and it fits the needs of the individual uh, on their mobile device and on their desktop. Mm-hmm. That's great. Bill? Uh, well, Greg, you know, uh, I, I have to uh, really comment you on uh, one of your persons here to bring information out uh, on a, a weekly basis here. That's the column at uh, I would call it uh, Ask Miss Vicky, mm-hmm. and and I tell you what, what what has got my attention, you know, especially with uh, post traumatic.
post-traumatic stress and, and the emphasis on the family. You know, uh, the, 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 a great number of our men and women who serve in this country now come from the rural and remote areas as opposed to, uh, you know, in the urban and suburb areas. Uh, and, and prior to those uh, deployments, the repetitive deployments that we've seen in Iraq and Afghanistan, they were living very productive lives of raising a family, sending their kids to school. But with this interruption, where the head of the family is leaving and uh, being away and, and having some experiences that they didn't have before in the comeback and the impact on the family, and in many cases the fracturing impact upon the family, I think Miss Vicky. Uh, provide some great information in terms of what I would call readjustment to home and community. Yeah, thanks for calling that out. That's, you know, it's sort of fun when you tap into a medium like Ask Miss Vicky, which is very, as you know, very honest. It's, it's sort of grassroots. It's down to earth. It's, it's very back and forth communicative kind of uh, language. It's not hard news. It's not hard facts. It's really being presented at the, at, as you would say, at the local level. And that's what makes it more valuable, I think, because there you actually start talking to people in a voice and in a medium that they want to be part of, and uh, that, that's become very popular, one of the very popular portions of our site, so I appreciate you calling that out. Right. Oh, she's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I see that uh, as far as transition centers, you're more or less requiring veterans. Again, this is they need to know this, why they should use it before they get out of the military, uh, not after that correct? Yeah, so you, you think about the young recruit. He's going to be uh, pretty busy learning his new job, and then he gets mm-hmm. us to the various training regimes that he goes through, deployments. Well, who has time, right, to worry about the future? Well, I point out to veterans that uh, when, they get, when they're getting out and they, I say, you know, have you prepared for your career uh, transition? And, of course, most people say no, and I, I was sort of in the same camp. Uh, we're just too busy when we're on, we're on active duty. But we can make resource available in a very easy format. We've just, and we maybe talk about this later in the show, but a transition app that's now been published, it's just out with our friends at Citibank that uh, allows you to look back and take from an 18-month moving forward cycle of activity that you should be reading about, things you should be doing, checklist kind of a format. It also taps you into the job market and so forth. So we're really excited about that. It was just recently launched, and uh, it's, it's a great tool. Again, another one of the resources that aggregates all this together in a non-biased way, it points out federal, state, and uh, service programs as well. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. The Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel, one of the few nonprofit veteran organizations that have been chosen for inclusion on the Department of Veterans Affairs private online system nationwide. They need your help with funding, which goes into production of the first five pilot shows of Cooking Show that can actually save lives. This is the first of its kind with two of the top military chefs that are going to present recipes for mental and physical health. As today, as of today, you too can be part of the history by becoming a supporter of the Cooking for Mental and Physical Health show. Go to the VSPchannel.com, that's VSPchannel.com, and click on their funding link. You can also go to the front page on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com, where you can also have a link. You're listening to the American Heroes Network radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest. I'm Mr. Greg Smith, President for Military.com. And when we were on break, uh, Bill, you had a question? Well, Gary, uh, you know, uh, it, it would be interesting to hearing some information on unemployment and statistics in the, uh, in the employment area. But uh, just before we get into that, I'd just like to lead into this, uh, 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 Greg. You know, uh, looking at the availability of folks coming back into the community, if we can make a quick comparison, as you probably know, Back in World War II, we uh, were a- able to field a total military uh, uh, on the ground and at sea of about 16 million uh, uh, members uh, in, in the active military coming from our communities. We had like about 130,000 uh, uh, citizens in our population. Juxtaposing that today, uh, and uh, we could talk about Vietnam also, but today where the serving community now represents less than one-half of 1% of our total uh, population, which is in excess of 300 million uh, uh, citizens in this country. Uh, And the difference in those types of individuals coming back uh, with the uh, uh, employment versus unemployment status as we are today. Yeah, so I, we looked at those statistics recently, too, and they were staggering. We, you look across our history and how much of America was invested in its national defense. As you point out, World War II, I think numbers were uh, in the, I, don't, I forget now, in the 20 to 30 percentile range in terms of a connection back to society. And today we're less than one-half of one percent. It means really that we're becoming more and more a, um, I use the term elite, but really it's a disconnected Elite, if you will, we we serve. We serve a certain in a, in a capacity that most Americans don't understand, don't have a connection to, 
Uh, interesting enough, though, there is a connection to those that serve and those that serve in the future. Uh, most recruits coming in today have some sort of military background in their family. So that cycle of that less than one-half, one percent is going to deepen, I think, over time uh, if, uh, as, 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 just, as it plays itself out. The reality, though, is, is that we still represent the best of America, uh, which is great, right? We get to, we get to bring in uh, uh, and, uh, several hundred thousand a year. And several hundred thousand a year, in fact, the number is around 250,000, leave every year from active service. Uh, those 250,000, though, are joined by around 250,000 that are currently um, uh, also just thinking about transitioning and well over a million that are, that are in the unemployed status. Um, so we have, a, we have a market out there of individuals that are seeking jobs, uh, who have fresh service, uh, and need employer support. But we're also seeing, though, that the trend of unemployment, uh, civilian unemployment or peer unemployment versus military unemployment, is becoming almost equal. We still have some, some softness, if you will, in some of the younger recruits to get out, uh, but women uh, are doing well against their non-military peers, and, and the uh, older year groups are doing well as well. I think, though, there is an underemployment issue, and I speak to this statistically because we're seeing that the average veteran typically does not find the job he or she really wants to have out of the military. The reality is most service members are looking for a career, and they are looking for an opportunity to go somewhere where they're understood, where they can add value to a company that's got a mission and a purpose, albeit not the same necessarily as they just, they just experienced with the, with the military affiliation, but something akin to that. And it's when they find a job that doesn't connect that way, they typically want to, they'll typically move on. So right now we're seeing around four jobs in the first six years of post-service. That suggests to me that we're not really connecting the service member to the right uh, fit, if you will, in, in society. And that's the work that we're trying to do to help educate both service members to be realistic about that transition and also companies to understand how to develop programs in-house to bring veterans aboard and, and understand that there's a, a little nuance to that process that, that needs to be understood. Are the communities grasping a hold of this? Pretty well. Well, there's you'll you'll never talk to a company that says I'm not interested in hiring veterans. Uh, that number one, mm-hmm. uh, that's 100. percent You'll never. There's no such thing as a veteran job. Every job is is, is certainly available to a veteran or, or anyone that's qualified. What we're seeing though is a a desire to want to support veterans, but a lack of action, as you point out earlier in the in the show, Bill, in the C-suite, uh, by probably at least half half of the companies out there in the U.S. today. Uh, there, are, there are exceptions to everything, and there are some just outstanding companies that are spending resources in-house to bring in military expertise, to develop programs, mentoring programs, uh, to really have a program that's, that's funded, organized, to support the, the hiring, onboarding, and retention of veterans. Uh, and again, that list of companies is impressive, but I think there's a lot more we can do, and there's a lot being done to support small and medium-sized businesses the same appetite. You know, right. Greg, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued to know uh, how often 
Do you get an opportunity to, say, interact with uh, government agencies at the upper levels of our, in the federal government? And I'm talking about the Department of Veterans Affairs, the Defense Department, and maybe even the Bureau of Labor Statistics to be able to share some of that information that you just mentioned about the uh, employment versus unemployment. And if you do, what is the receptivity from those uh, agencies? It's, it's been interesting the last couple of years as I've uh, developed some relationships inside some of the most uh, important elements, as you point out, the Department of Veteran Affairs, Department of Education, Department of Labor, all play a significant role in, the, uh, in that transition piece. Each one has sort of carved out its own niche of responsibility, and they're pretty obvious in terms of what those are relative to their department. But what we need to be seeing as, a, as, a, as an organization, Military.com, as as a, as a supporting part of, that, of, their, of their efforts. We have an audience that they don't have. Uh, the average veteran, I think, a service member leaves the military and pretty quickly becomes disconnected with the official elements of the organization they serve with. They probably don't no longer go to army.mil necessarily. They may not go to some of the DOD websites. They certainly, if they're transitioned, may not even understand what the Department of Education can and can't do, Department of Labor can and can't do. So my conversations have been more about how can we help you bring your resources to bear on the community that needs it through our channel of, again, over 9 million visitors a month. We can reach that audience and channel them back where it makes sense. And where a veteran wants to connect back to a government organization, we've got to make that resource known. There are literally, I think, millions and millions of dollars that go unspent that are available to veterans because they're unaware of the value of, of, of reconnecting back to the government. All right. Now, do you work closely with the DOD? We do. Uh, to the extent we can partner with each of the services, because it's really at the service level, Navy, Army, Air Force, Marines, that you really mm-hmm. can make the biggest impact. They're the ones responsible for overall uh, bringing service members in, and they're also responsible for putting them back out in society. The Army has done a great job, as has the other services, in developing programs that truly do connect uh, the reality of becoming a civilian uh, with that service member before they leave. And the resources the Army and others are putting into that transition have improved, uh, certainly since I transitioned in 2011. All right. Now, as far I see that uh, you're coming out with some apps. Is that correct? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier the transition app. Uh, very mm-hmm. proud to be working with Citibank. Um, they came to us uh, interested in doing something to support veterans. And at the time, we were discussing, again, sort of like this whole show has been discussing, there's just so much to deal with when it comes to transition. There's so many organizations. Where can we put that all in one resource? And what kind of tool would veterans want to use? Well, in today's world, which our, our audience is well over 50%, now use a mobile device, connectwithmilitary.com. They're also using applications or apps on their, on their phones <clears throat> and so in their tablets. And so that's when Citibank said, you know what? We want to be that partner in that transition space. And so we built... Um, Again, a, a large resource data bank. It takes you from 18 months out. Uh, if you, no matter where you tap into it, you, you can fall into a cycle and you can pick up where you, 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 uh, you, you missed. Uh, but it really helps you d- develop some, some thinking about the transition in a focused way. Uh, that's, that's one of the, um, the applications. We also have a pay and benefits application. Very complicated, as you know, in the military and as a retiree to understand exactly what my pay is today. What's it going to be if I get promoted? What's it mean if I move somewhere else? So we help do that online with a very simple plug-in tool. 
And then, as I mentioned earlier, there's a news app that's out that publishes twice daily uh, breaking news along with, um, you know, updates on, on current events and, uh, and also on life issues and other aspects of, of what we call really the, the full cycle of, of being in the military. All right. Bill? Well, you know, uh, uh, a thought came to mind in terms of uh, uh, some organizations and even uh, folks that are very active with getting information out to veterans as to being able to uh, connect with them and to uh, expand this network. You mentioned networking earlier, and I think that's so important that if there is a way, and maybe through an app, that, uh, you know, where can I go to get this information, whether it's on em- employment, whether it has to do with uh, medical care, whether it has to do with my benefits at the national level, at the local level, so many places there, uh, I mean, in terms of where uh, the doors can be open for veterans and uh, what we can do to make make this a lot easy and 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 not uh, you know an onerous task to have to deal with. Yeah, our dream really is to make that a very personalized experience. So fast forward, maybe a year from now, I hope to be in a place to be able to come back on your show and talk about it. But it would be focused on an individual that says, you know, I'm going to go back to Iowa. Here's my skills. Here's what I learned in the military. Here's maybe some of the needs I have. I've got this issue or that issue, maybe medically. I have a family or I don't, but I really want to focus on what's back in my area. So we'll be able to offer that individual a selectable menu of things they can be, uh, be as filters, if you will. But more importantly, what it would do is simply say, you know what, this is what life is like back in Iowa. There's these local resources available in the, in the city you're going to be in. The state offers these resources in employment, medical. Uh, it could be in, in special needs issues, whether it's a service dog or help you build a house. But localize it. As you point out, most service members tend to go back home eventually. Uh, not all. In fact, we're also seeing that a lot of service members will leave the military and stay in that first duty station or the last duty station area. Why? Because they've got a spouse working, they've got kids in school. But ultimately, a lot of, a lot of folks want to get back home. And so if they understood what was available at the local level and they could do it in a, in a personalized way, that would be our, our goal, if you will, to give that resource uh, on in an application, or that's probably where it will end up lying. But at, at the really at the personalized level, because some of this stuff is just noise, because it doesn't doesn't really relate to your experience or your needs. We got to really relate this information to the specific needs of the service member. Wow. <clears throat> so as far as the, as far as the app goes, again, um, uh, I was just uh, thinking about, like you mentioned, as far as uh, somebody that accepted a job far away from home. Uh, a good percentage of them always go back home. Is that correct? And that, that's where maybe a, a new app could come into play? Or, or maybe it's point them in the right direction for a career. You know, if I want to work in the, let's say I want to work in the, pick the industry, we could mm-hmm. show them where jobs today are focused on, the, on your career field. There are densities across the country, as you're well aware, uh, especially if you have specific skills that you want to harness or tap into. So if you could show people that and say, you know what, if you, if you make the move now to Ohio, uh, here's what's available in Ohio. And, oh, by the way, the employment of, of, uh, in your area of interest is, is high, and they've got great schools and so forth to make that transition work. All right. Well, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. 
favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Mr. Craig Smith, president for military.com. Craig, sir. What do you see as far as the importance of education to, uh, to the jobs that are available out there? Well, this isn't even a military issue for the nation, but clearly we have a population that's mismatched to the employment sector, and you hear that all the time, especially in the tech sector and other sectors where manufacturing, where companies are saying, you know what, I've got jobs I can't fill because I don't have the right people. Some of that comes by, by way of an education path, right, or a training, vocational training path. We have 87% of veterans today are utilizing the GI Bill post-service. That's a tremendous opportunity for these service members to focus on some education and training that's directly tied to the potential to truly work in today's workforce. Uh, they've got, and this has becomes both a reality check for the service member to say, you know what, uh, you know, there's, I may be wanting to do X, but, you know, the reality is I'm very good at doing Y, and there's a need for Y, but I'm going to need a little extra help. So let's go dedicate the next two or three or four years uh, with support of the GI Bill to get there. And, but unfortunately, there's not really a, uh, a lot of resources that help service members you know, navigate that path. We're hoping to develop here in, uh, in 2017 a way in which you could look at who you are today, essentially, and really determine how you want to get there. And, and the flow often will, trans, trans, uh, will cross into the education world, whether it's a four-year university or a two-year community college or a certification or training program. And if you can demonstrate to someone that there's a real opportunity to have a career in uh, manufacturing and you're moving back to Iowa, here's how manufacturing looks today in Iowa. Here's the jobs that are available. Here's the pay they, 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 they rates. Here's the career path inside manufacturing you could potentially grow into. But here's the education and training that's necessary. And you have a piece of it, but there's a piece you've got to get. Go to these schools, these institutions, 
they'll service that requirement. And uh, at the other end, it's a pretty bright opportunity for employment. All right. Why don't you uh, tell us about the URLs? Uh, as far as we all know, military.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you go to, yeah, it's really easy, right? Military.com. You'll find us there, and then you'll find uh, links to all of our blogs, all of our various channels that we have. And as we discuss the, you know, the life cycle resource, the needs of a 18-year-old are going to be different than of an 80-year-old retiree. So find us where you need to on our site. And then uh, if there's a, a resource that's focused on your needs, uh, that can become that channel you want to speak to, whether it's Ethnic Vicky or our news channel. But uh, we're available there on military.com. And also have the um, uh, all the different branches uh, as far as if you want to stick to the Army, Navy, whatever, uh, which is kind of cool. That's right. That's right. That way you can customize your experience. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now, is there anything that we missed that you want to cover? In the well, next there, there are certainly other uh, aspects of, of what we do on the site. And one thing I want to, that's really been sort of interesting to watch uh-huh. has been the, the, the outpouring of companies, uh, uh, consumer companies, wanting to provide discounts and benefits to service members. I think we've now aggregated some several, I mean, well over several hundred uh, different uh, companies and organizations that say, you know what, I want to give back to our service members with a 10, 15 exclusive discount. Find that, op- find that section of our site, and I think you'll be excited what you see there. Virtually every aspect of life when it comes to travel, to uh, you know, buying diapers, you'll find a, an organization, a company that says, you know what, I value what you've done and I want to give back. So use that resource as well. That's another place where uh, we don't this is something we do for the service member on behalf of connecting them to companies and organizations who just want to give back. Right, exactly. And Bill? You know, it's, inter- it's, it's interesting that you mention that because at the state level, some great things have been done to sort of get uh, our veterans connected uh, with uh, those uh, discounted kinds of things in, the, uh, in, in various companies. Uh, at, at the state level, and especially those veterans who have served that are not retirees and when they come out, they don't have uh, military ID cards. Uh, I'm in Maryland. As a matter of fact, I'm probably in your backyard, uh, General. I'm, I'm right uh, near uh, National Harbor. Uh, but but, but uh, when they go in to try to get uh, uh, take advantage, they, they, they didn't have anything to show, I mean, uh, that they served in the military. So now at the state level, uh, the motor vehicle administrations in, in the various states across the country are um, uh, providing that information. It's an imprint on their license, their driver's license. So when they ask that question, when they might go into a home improvement store or they go into a restaurant and says, well, we're offering a, a, a discount, uh, did you serve in the military? And they can whip out the, uh, their, their driver's license and show there uh, uh, that they've served, and, and, and that works out very well. In my understanding, we can thank the House Veteran Affairs Council for that. They were concerned about these, the privacy issues having service members show a DD-214 or some other official paper right. that had the social security number on this, you know what, we've got to make this simpler. And they've, I think they've mandated that, uh, or at least encouraged it across the state. Yeah, it, it's working out uh, tremendously. Uh, here in Maryland, we started out at first with just a little small line on the backside of the uh, military 
um, in, uh, their, their driver's license. Now it's on the front, and those that have that status, the, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, driver's license is in a different color now specifically uh, for them to be identified as uh, a veteran who served the country. Yeah, and we do the same on our site. Basically, if you're a military or a comm member, our, our, our member companies, if you will, have all endorsed that as a, as a, a good enough factor, if you will, and uh, they extend those benefits. All right. Greg, sir, we only have a couple minutes left. It was a pleasure having you on our show, and we definitely would like to have you back. Uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Well, I'm really excited about this opportunity to be, you know, sharing a you know, message across uh, airways and radio and what you do and Gary, what you and Bill do each, each and every day to get out the message about organizations. Again, 50,000 nonprofits out there all trying to support, all doing or trying to do the right thing. Uh, the number of new startups every single day that believe they've got you know, the, the new idea to support veterans, it's probably been invented somewhere already, and I think we just need to connect that. And as Bill pointed out earlier, how are we going to do that? It's probably you know, a larger issue than we can accomplish in our uh, radio interview. But there needs to be uh, a, a meeting of the minds, if you will, a summit Bill mentioned, in which we all get together and determine how best to pull this together so that the veteran needs are met first. Right. You know, you, I, we run across so many uh, dynamite uh, organizations. And again, when it comes to uh, who they can help, it's in their area. Uh, I mean, there's somebody, if they're located in Virginia and there's a vet that needs those services out in California, I think it's necessary that we combine some of these good, like you said, these good um, um, organizations that they work together. Um, they, they just have to do that in order for this to be successful for our vets. Right. No one solution will, will, will work, and it will take a, a family, a community interest to make this work. All right. And if you could stay with us uh, after the show, I'd like to speak with you. And, Bill, do you have any comments you want to share? Well, I, I'd just like to uh, uh, acknowledge and, and commend uh, Admiral Smith for taking time out of his busy schedule to be with us today and that and the thank you for your service sir and and your continued service because this you know you, you mentioned you served 30 years on active duty uh, it, it's no telling how much longer now you're out of the uniform but you're still serving and you know i, I think we get the best results where we've got veterans helping veterans that's how i spend a lot of my time and i thank you very much for coming on and being with us and hopefully we can have us have you again to be with us yes. thank you bill thank you gary appreciate it thank you now if you missed any of our live shows all our shows are archived on demand 24 7 on our website and syndicated on itunes you can also hear all the archive shows right from your phone and remember we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone.